Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Daily Sports Talk Show. No one has now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Why does hoarding stress some people out and make other people so happy? I don't know. That's why <laughs> That's why Tommy Evans is in <laughs> studio. What's up, everybody? Nuan is now ESPN Radio. We're also going to talk Montana football hour, Grizz, Cats, Grizz, more Cats, all of, the, all of the above. Also got NFL division by division picks, more analysis on the NFL's top 100 list, and a special appearance by our great friend Tucker Sargent, involved in many different things, but... He just got back from Ireland, and uh, he'll give us an update on the uh, Ireland World Lacrosse Championships. I don't think that's actually the specific verbatim name, but they were in Ireland yeah. playing lacrosse. Uh, welcome in, Nuanas. Now, hope you had a great weekend. Thanks so much for being with us here on your Monday. Colter Nuanas. And for just a second, Tommy Evans. Just a quick second. I'll be out of here. Believe me, people. Isn't it weird watching yourself on no, TV? No, it's awesome. Tom, look how cool I Tommy am. Tommy's dancing. He's like, look how good I look on the TV. I'm just, it's just, it's just amazing <laughs> it's, it's so how t- the production value just skyrockets simply by me being present well, so in this why, room. Why do you think I invite all these good-looking people on the show? To deflect from oh, me. Oh, my goodness it's a, it's a stra- It's a strategy. Everybody wants to see the beautiful people on TV. We'll get to a ton today. We're coming to you from the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to be so. Uh, we're going to start off with a fun deal. We're going to do a position group series. This is something we have done uh, in newspapers during my sports writing career at Skyline Sports, of course, as well. But this is going to be kind of just ad lib. Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, he's just going to say a position. And then we're going to break down that position group 
for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, and then we'll move on to the next one. I don't know how many days this is going to take us. Knowing the way we talk, probably four, maybe five. <laughs> it's gonna. This will be the lead segment of the show every week, or every day this week, I think. So we'll get started with that. We also have an appearance from Montana State head football coach Brent Vegan. He'll join us about 4.30. Keep talking position groups for the rest of the Montana football hour. And then 5 o'clock, NFL Tucker Sargent and uh, everything in between. That's our show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have uh, in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. The app is back up and running. Thank yeah, you so much awesome. for your work on this. Thank Andrew. I mean, he's the guy for that made sure. it happen. Andrew and Tommy and, of course, Becky, because she's the one that, uh, you know, writes the checks. And we had to get we, we figured it out. We needed to get a new computer, and we got it all solved. So it looks good. And so you can go download that ESPN Montana app. Also, a great way to share this show with your friends. If you're like, yo, man, I've been listening to Nuanas now, or I've been watching Grizz Hockey or whatever, tell people about the app. They can download it right there on their phone for free. It's a great way to follow along. You can also always stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to get a hold of us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Montana Football Hour just here in a second. But uh, I asked Tommy out in the hall, I said, Tommy, are you a hoarder? And he said, of course I am. Yeah. And I thought to myself, me too. So this weekend, I played some golf. One of the rounds was out at the ranch club. That's where my mother lives. So she's texting me after she saw me on the course. Said, hey, come over. I want, you know, I want to visit with you. Okay, cool. Nice. So then, of course, we have to go through some stuff. And, you know, you got some to-do chores for your yeah, mom. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, but one thing we were doing is I had some stuff stored at her house that I now have the room to have at my house. Okay. And one of those was a box of books. So I brought a box of books in here. Oh, I like that. I, I saw some of these. Yeah, I found four four books I, I took out of the box that are sports-oriented books. And as you know, if you follow along around here, we like to talk about some of my sports library because it's a, just a good entry point for conversation. Maybe it gives you out there uh, some books to read. But, Tommy, I was thinking about this. Yeah. I think that you and I are wired in a little the same way where we, we like to collect things. I do, yeah. We also like feeling nostalgic without a doubt and we also like things being organized <laughs> this is why i'm this perpetually is, stressed this is right exactly <laughs> and this is so funny because most people out there listening are like you guys are hoarders gross but then also there's hoarders that are like sweet but they don't have it all organized and i was just yeah, thinking yeah. about like the psychological dynamic of like when i found these books i was so excited yeah even though I don't need anything else in my house, because more stuff just means more mess, which means, like you're saying, more yeah. stress. Why are we yeah, like yeah. this? I don't know, man, but there's something about it. You know, interestingly enough, I've been moving uh, lately, and I've got stuff scattered through various sheds and storage containers that my parents own. And most recently, I went through stuff that was originally moved out of my childhood bedroom yeah. in, like, 1998 it, or 9. And it makes you feel some kind of way, right? When you find oh, it, you're like, man. oh, my gosh, look at this. There are things that I haven't thought about for 25 years. Years. But as soon as I found them, I thought, I cannot part with these. So now I have them, and I'm finding space for them in my new 700-square-foot home. You know, but, but the other side of the hoarding for me is... <laughs> I'm a nerd, man. For sure. And I'm an For engineer, sure. so I have a sort of get out of G get out of jail free card here right. to hoard all this equipment For and sure. tools and things because I don't know what I'm gonna need. Oh, so I hear Missoula Broadcast is coming in the basement is Tommy's lair. It's and the technical operations center. If you, all right. If you go down there, it doesn't matter what you need. I've got it, it. It's down there. If you need yeah. a keyboard or a mouse or a you know, name the cord. 
Name the whatever. It's down there. It's crazy. Yeah, eBay's got nothing on my boxes of cables, but people. you never know when you're going to need it, right? Yeah, that's true. And it's also fun, like, the way it kind of reminds you of stuff. Well, the, the other fascinating thing, though, is that I also am the most avid thrower away of things. That's interesting. I go through so my house and chuck the, stuff and donate it and give it away. You're good at and the purging. Yeah, because I hate having stuff around. And then when I don't have it, I think, oh, I got to get some stuff around so that I'm prepared. I prepared love, for what? I don't know. That's right. I might want to read a book that I don't have on my shelf shelf of 801 titles. Or that you titles. don't have time to read. Yeah. Uh, well, I do read quite often, but the problem is that, you know, once I start reading, I go, I wish I was reading something else. Look at you this know. thing. It's what a, are we doing it's here? It's a fan what on we... your cell phone. You need this for your radio studio. Okay. Listen up. <laughs> Listen up. You think hoarding's the problem? ADHD is the problem. Why are you buying this kind of I stuff, didn't, man? I did it. My, my wonderful aunt, she bought it for me. She said, this will help you in your hot radio studio. Although our radio studio Do you think it cool works down. on mine, too? Maybe it might. Andrew, can we get a close-up on this for the app? <laughs> Download the app, ESPN MT, on the uh, uh, official app store. You can see this nice little gadget here. Uh, and by the way, I just want to say about the app here before you move on to the football hour, uh, because uh, my thoughts are the most important on this show. Uh, the cool thing that we've got going with the app now is that we can actually follow you out on your adventures. You say this That's is a right. great traveling radio show. We no longer have to sit and just wonder uh, where you're at, right. what sidelines you're on, what press box you're right. in. We can now pipe you in live from wherever and the heck you end up. And I'm going to have to start wearing up. a shirt, you know? Like, usually <laughs> when I'm on the road, I'm just doing the show in my underwear, and I'm going to have to start getting dressed up. We don't so. need to... Why are you saying that? See, no, we're going to get i got to go that, file that away now. <laughs> we're going to get the other people who are on the show uh, on the camera. Tommy Evans from the Missoula Broadcasting Company is our head engineer here at uh, Missoula Broadcasting, as well as, you know, kind of the pseudo producer the original producer of this show and also i want one of these that fits my phone though well, see? so aunt where what was her name Aunt mary okay so mary you got to <laughs> tell us where you got this because we all need one here andrew needs a couple for the back <laughs> and i think it's a nice trinket for anyone who walks in like tucker Sargent, like as a gift for coming onto your show sure. would freak if you handed him an iphone True. fan gotta love it the possibilities colter are limitless with the iphone fan no one is now espn radio SWX Montana television tommy evans is on in the Evenings on the trail. Check him out over there. Also right. get the ESPN Montana app. He's the mastermind behind that. Thanks for doing it, man. Hey, man. Thank you. Oh, and quickly, you can turn this board around. Oh. Are you hosting from over there? Uh, yeah. Well, I just go like this. Well, no, you have to do that. So watch this. I just didn't want to rip any of your cords out. Well, thank you for being thoughtful. That's a first. There you go, buddy. Look at that. I've Live engineering. I've been doing it backwards forever. Whoa. Enjoy. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. New on now. ESPN Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. You know, sometimes you just you need to go off the rails a little bit. I mean, why not? Let's dive into the Montana Football Hour. That's what you're here for, the Sports Talk Radio. It's presented by the Advocates, Stockman Bank, and Blackfoot Communications. Summer weather brings more distracted and dangerous driving to our roads. If you or a loved one has been injured, the Advocates are here to help you. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal process so you can get back on your feet emotionally, financially, and physically. Call 406 406- 640-4444 and call today. All right, Andrew, do you get the gist here? You're just gonna you're just gonna give me a position group and then we're gonna just hash it out. Let's not start with quarterbacks, okay? Let's just not let's push quarterback no quarterbacks allowed today. We'll just go any other position group, rapid fire, and uh I'll just give you a brief diagnosis from both a uh Montana and Montana State perspective. Uh, yeah, Coulter, I get the gist. It's really simple. I say a couple words, and then you talk for 10 or 15 minutes. Just go for it. Can't wait. Uh, wide receiver. 
Okay, this is a good one. I actually think that I actually think it's fun because I think that several of the position groups at each the Montana schools have similar question marks, including wide receiver. So at Montana, over the last couple of years, I know, and one thing that I, that I think is very interesting is for all the criticisms of Bob Stitt and his coaching staff, which I think, by the way, shows you the expectation for, for excellence at Montana because Bob Stitt went 21-14 and 14 with uh, two playoff appearances and a playoff win during his time at Montana. Actually, maybe they missed the playoffs twice, but they definitely made the playoffs and won a playoff game against South Dakota State. It's a good program. And yet Bob Stitt was not renewed, relieved, of, relieved of his duties. But one of the great gifts he gave, and this certainly came with some, you know, a dearth of talent in other positions, but he left Montana's roster with a variety of incredible wide receivers, including the all-time leader in catches in school history in Samari Torre, a guy who also had the single greatest game and probably, I mean, Samari Torre's 2019 season, I would argue, is one of, if not the greatest, single seasons by a wide receiver in Grizz history. Probably the only other two that rival it are uh, Mark Mariani as a senior in 2009, before he went on to get drafted in the National Football League. And then Jamal Jones, uh, I believe his senior year was either 2014 or 2013. But the former Washington transfer, he was a very... I guess, no, his senior year was 2015 because it was Bob Stitt's first season. Um, but he had 1,200-plus yards that year. But Samari Torre had 80-plus uh, catches, 1,400-plus yards, and, and double-digit touchdowns in 2019. He also had the 300-plus yard game where he broke Randy Moss's record against Southeastern Louisiana. But then Torre transferred to Nebraska. And then Sammy Akem, even though some would say that his senior year maybe wasn't as uh, explosive and transcendent as people would have wanted, he still had a good senior year to finish a great career. Sammy Akem finished his career as the only wide receiver in Grizz history, top five in catches, yards, and career touchdowns. His 29 touchdowns tied for the school record with Mariani, uh, most ever by a Grizz. So replacing those two guys is uh, is a tall task. You start with, though, for Montana, the elder statesman, who's Mitch Roberts. And Mitch Roberts is, it's actually funny. When, uh, when we were shooting the spring game in Hamilton, my brother, Brooks, who's our lead photographer and uh, my, my uh, co-founder at SkylineSportsMT.com, he was like, ooh, who's number 80? He's pretty flossy. I was like, ha, ah, that's Mitch Roberts. And my brother, who's I think 31 now, was like, dude, how many years do you get in college? I feel like I competed in sports against Mitch Roberts. <laughs> in fact, Brooks competed against Ben Roberts, Mitch's older brother, who was a great Grizz receiver just for a single season there in 2015. Uh, but Mitch Roberts is, has been Mr. Steady Eddie. Now he's the, uh, the elder statesman of the group. And that's kind of where it starts for the Grizz. Then the rest of the position group is all about potential. And you have a guy like Malik Flowers, who has shown his prodigious potential and prodigious accomplishments as a returner, specifically in the kick game. But he has had nary an opportunity offensively. And so this is the season where Malik Flowers has to answer the question of if his lack of opportunity on offense has had to do with just being behind a bunch of really good players, or if there's some other deficiency in his ability to operate 
within the scope of the offense. But you look at Flowers, and he's been with the program now, entering this senior season, and he has 13 total rushes and 20 total catches. So three, so just 33 total offensive touches. He scored a total of three touchdowns offensively. Now you overlay that with a guy who has... He's going to threaten the all-time record at Montana for kick return yards in a career. He's taken five kicks back for touchdowns. Last year, he took two back before the first half of the season was even over. And then nobody wanted to kick to him. Because why would you? I mean, the guy's touchdown-to-return ratio is crazy. He only had 16 returns last year. He still averaged over 30 yards per kick return. Had a 99-yard touchdown. And... uh, took two of those 16 attempts to the house. So, I mean, Bobby Houck is one of the great special teams coaches in the country, has been for 25 years. And uh, Flowers is one of the great returners Bobby Houck has ever had. How do you make the rubber meet the road, though? Like, how do you... I thought last year when the Grizz had all these injuries at running back, whether it was Marcus Knight or Nick Ostbo or, you know, whoever else was knocked out, and then all of a sudden you're playing a true freshman slot receiver in Junior Bergen... I always thought, why not just hand the ball to Flowers a couple times, too? I know he does not have a typical running back body type. He's 6'2", 205 pounds. But why not just run some stretch plays or some toss plays? I don't know. I just think that they – I think Malik Flowers needs to prove he deserves to get the ball in his hands on offense. But I also think the Grizz need to do a better job of getting him the ball in his hands on offense. Andrew, I mean, I know that it's kind of hard to analyze because obviously we are on the radio most of the time when the Grizz are practicing, so we can't really like lock in on Malik Flowers. Like, what's the thing that's holding him back? So that, that's not the question. I guess the question is, what is the conundrum of Malik Flowers? Because he is clearly as good as it gets with the ball in his hands in the open field. That has just been a rarity when he gets those opportunities during his time with the Grizz. Yeah, I wrote a whole story about it um, last year for Skyline Sports when he was sort of going on that run, and he did have a really good game receiving, I think, against Western Illinois in the non-conference. I think he scored two touchdowns in that game, and it was like, well, is is this the turning point? Is this where he changes from a receiving specialist or a returning specialist into an uh, an actual weapon on offense? And he was never able, able to build on it. I just think he's so... He's such a unique athlete that it might just be that he's built for the return game because he's so good at hitting the one crease and just going like like a rocket ship man he's not actually he's not actually all that shifty right with the ball in his hands but if you give him a crease and you tell him to hit it as hard as he can there's nobody better in the country a a text in uh, nuana's now espn radio swx montana television a text in from brooks nuana's our our uh yeah, co-founder at Skyline Sports, and uh, the guy that's been riding with me the longest during this uh, sports media journey that we've been on, he says the the number one thing that Flowers needs to create is that, and Andrew's analysis is exactly right, if everybody in the league knows that you can beat them over the top, they give you a cushion. Okay, so then what do you need to be able to do to break that cushion? You either need to be able to run a hitch route or you need to be able to break them off on some sort of inside zag route, or you need to do what, what and, this, and this is the nuances of the game that maybe the common football fan doesn't understand. How is Cooper Cup the single best wide receiver in the National Football League when he's nowhere close to the fastest guy in the league? Because Cooper Cup 
does what they call stacking you. And so that's where he's running right at you, and then he hits you with like an inside move or a double move. And so it doesn't matter if you press or you cushion. He stacks you, and then boom, two steps, and he's gone. And it doesn't matter if he's two steps slower than you. He just beat you by three steps, and now he's one step ahead. If Flowers could learn the stack, then his speed is even more dangerous. Rashid Shaheed at, at Weber State had an almost identical career arc to Malik Flowers. Yes. Rashid, Shahid, excuse me, he could, he I, th- I think he had five or six kick returns for touchdowns before his senior year. He had never been able to really produce offensively. And then his senior year, he had a good year. I think he had, you know, 40-some catches, 700 yards last year. And and I, I think that that's what, the, the Grizz don't need Malik Flowers to go have a Samari Torre year. The Grizz just needs... Malik Flowers to be able to catch a couple balls a game. They need him to be able to be a threat to touch the ball when he's on the field. Yeah, and they need him to play that Samori Torre role too, which he needs to be the guy who's taking the top off of the defense and opening things up for Mitch Roberts and, and Cole Grossman too underneath. I mean, you need to have that threat over the top because it influences you know, how they're going to play defense against you. Noir's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, coming to you here from the Missoula Broadcasting Studios here in the Garden City. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Montana Football Hour. Brett Vegan, head football coach for the Montana State Bobcats, coming up in about 10 minutes. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and neighbors. Uh, don't, I want to get through the Bobcat receivers before we get uh, before we take a break and get to Coach Vegan. But first, one last note, or I guess two last notes on the Grizz receivers. Last week, Junior Bergen, who's expected to be a big contributor for the Grizz, was wearing a walking boot at practice, so he was not participating. A walking boot is not a harbinger of disaster. You might be able to... You can wear a walking boot for a minor ankle sprain all the way up to a broken leg. And so there's a variety of severities, so I'm not going to sit here and speculate. I have no idea what's going on with him. All I know is the two days I was down there last week, he wasn't practicing. Hopefully it's not serious. The other guys in the group, though, I think are ones that it's a prove-it year. I think there's four sophomores that are going to be competing for the other two spots besides Mitch Roberts and Malik Flowers. And I think all four of the sophomores have the potential to maybe even surpass Flowers so then it's Mitch Roberts and this collection of guys. It's Bergen. It's Keelan White, who's a kid out of British Columbia who's had a lot of hype, uh, but still kind of waiting his turn. But he was productive given the opportunity. I think he had 22 catches a year ago. Ryan Simpson, who flashed during the spring last year and then just kind of didn't get very many opportunities because he was behind Sammy Kim. Andrew actually wrote a story about Ryan Simpson last year, basically saying that he was the next big, tall possession receiver for the Grizz. Well, now he is the only guy with that body type in the program, so can he sort of cultivate that? Oh, and I texted from Brooks that Simpson has been in and out of uh, the lineup as well. Uh, But then the last guy, and uh, I talked about this on the show last week with our good friend Sean Rainey of SWX Montana Television, and that's Aaron Fonts. I thought Aaron Fonts stole the show during the spring period, including the spring game, and I thought that Aaron Fonts has been the single standout offensively Every single practice that I have been to, the Grizz defense has been dominating the Grizz offense. The only guy who hasn't been getting dominated is Aaron Fonts, and he's been doing it against the you know Justin Fords and Jaden Dawson's of the world too. 
He is so nice. He's so flossy. He's so good in and out of his routes. If he's not the fastest guy on the team, he's certainly close to it. So there's definitely a lot of uh, upside there. I think Aaron Fonts is going to be the breakout offensive guy of 2022. Now ESPN Radio, let's talk some Bobcat receivers. Bobcat head coach Brent Vegan coming up with us about 4.30. The Cats had a full overhaul of their receiver room. Lance McCutcheon, he's now balling in the NFL. He had another 29-yard reception during the uh, Rams' last appearance. Actually just got an email uh, just a minute ago from uh, Montana State Media Relations saying, the NFL Network's Good Morning Football is planning a segment on fall camp rookie sensations tomorrow around 7.45 a.m., and they plan on Lance McCutcheon being a part of that discussion. We are also efforting Lance to join the show here today, or uh, this week, excuse me, but graduation going on, moving on, that's all part of the the uh, world of college football it always has been. The Bobcats, though, they also had a couple other guys who have been within their program. They actually had several other guys within their program that are not going to be in the program for the foreseeable future or at all. Jaden Smith, who was a guy that came in during the Jeff Choate era, who was a big, long, tall receiver from uh, Texas who caught a touchdown as a true freshman but maintained his red shirt that year. He's out. Uh, he transferred. Charles Brown, his cousin, who was uh, also a highly recruited guy, to my knowledge, the first early enrollee in MSU history, uh, graduated high school early, enrolled, and then it was a canceled season and then a COVID season, and he kind of got discounted in the wash. He entered the portal as well. Andrew Patterson, who's a breakout guy as a freshman last year, he's having some academic stuff, so he's not with the team right now. Sounds like there's a... a opportunity for him to be back maybe later. Cam Gardner, who's a wide receiver, uh, transfer from Utah. He is also experiencing some academic stuff, so they made it sound like the ship has not sailed completely on him. He might be able to work his way back in as well. And then Coy Steele, who was a starter during 2019 and a starter during 2021, he got hurt midway through the year last year and missed the whole season. So now he's out. He missed the whole rest of the season, I should say. And, uh, he is going to be slow to come back, so he probably won't be back till conference play. So the Cats went out and just got a whole bunch of transfers. Right now, Cleavon Thomas, who's a grad transfer from Kentucky, who started in the SEC, is the guy making uh, the biggest number of waves. He caught a touchdown during the spring game. The highlight of it, he looks like a jump ball extraordinaire. And in the offense the Cats are running, where they're running a, t- a bunch of zone read inside zone, RPO stuff. The number one way that Tommy Mallott is going to kill you is when he can run the inside zone read into an RPO play where he has an underneath route and an over-the-top route, and then he can also run it. He His best throw, Tommy Mallott says, is that back shoulder fade. If Cleveland Thomas can replicate the ability to go, go up and get the ball, like McCutcheon, like Nate Stewart last year, then... That's a good thing for the Bobcats. Cleavon Thomas looks like an instant impact player early on here. They also brought in Ravy Alston. I haven't seen Thomas, by the way. He just joined the team this summer, so I have not seen him live in person. Ravy Alston was a transfer from Division Three St. John, so a move-up guy, but he looks the part all day. He's 6'3", 205 pounds. He was there during the spring. He looks good. I think he'll start at one of the spots. And then Willie Patterson, a guy who was in the mix since he was a freshman as a slot receiver, he is now moving to the outside 
and he's looking to have a big year as well. So he's the one returner in this group that was a contributor last year that will also be probably a starter early on. And then the, the last guy they added, or I guess they added two more transfers that are both in the mix as well. Malik Mullins, who's a junior college transfer at an Independence Community College. He hails from Miami. Uh, he's in the mix now. And uh, he looks like he's doing okay. And then Marquis Johnson, who is sort of the rare interconference, intra-conference, I should say, transfer. He comes from Sac State, and he had a couple catches during the spring game as well. So it's probably going to be uh, Willie Patterson, Coy Steele when he's healthy as the sort of returning guys, and then four transfers. Cleavon Thomas, Ravy Alston, sort of the leaders, and then Malik Mullins and Marquis Johnson, sort of the, the next guys up there at the wide receiver spot. And maybe Andrew Patterson and maybe Cam Gardner get healthy. I'm not sure. Uh, it's not, not, not healthy, excuse me. Uh, back in the fold, back eligible. Uh, but either way, there's going to be new look at receiver at Montana State. Does that mean they're better? Does that I don't know where we're at in terms of comparing to a year ago, but it is going to be a whole bunch of new faces. So nary a returner on either side at wide receiver, a bunch of young guys and or new faces contributing for both the Grizz and the Bobcats. Montana Football Hour here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. Montana Football Hour is presented in part by the Advocates. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call 406-640-4444 and talk to the Advocates today. The Advocates will handle paperwork and frustrating phone calls with insurance companies for you so you can focus on helping your loved one heal and recover peacefully. Chat with the Advocates today at MontanaAdvocates.com. Montana State Head Football Coach Brett Vegan joins us live next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. You know it was a great concert when some three-plus years later, you still remember exactly the date. A little incubus for you here on a Monday. Thanks for being with us. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. We're going to be, speaking of September 14th of this year, 2022, just solidified this today. This is very cool, very fun. We're taking the radio show on the road, which we are uh, likely to do as much as possible in the near future. But on September 17th, Montana State has a football game in downtown Portland, Oregon against the Oregon State Beavers. So uh, research stadium there at Oregon State under a complete, I don't even know if you call it a remodel. I think they demolished the thing. I think they're building them a new stadium there in Corvallis. So the the, uh, the Beavers play in their home games downtown Portland September 17th. They host the Bobcats. So... We'll be in Portland for the duration of that week, and we have a bunch of events going on. We'll give you more details on that farther down the road, but we'll be broadcasting from various uh, establishments, water holes. It's in association with Ten Barrel Brewing. So we'll have live broadcasts September 14th, 15th, and 16th. That's the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday leading up to the Bobcat game there. One of the uh, main motivations is the football game that we'll see. We're also going to do some work with the Grizzly Scholarship Association there in Portland, and we also have some stuff with the MSU Alumni Association that we've got going on there as well. So it should be a fun trip uh, to the City of Roses. The Montana Football Hour rolls on here uh, on ESPN Radio. It's presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank is Montana's brand of banking. They have 36 branches throughout the state of Montana. They are in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Stockman Bank, proud to be Montana's brand of banking. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. 
Welcome in. Brent Vegan. He's the second-year head football coach for the Montana State Bobcats. And, Coach, we were just uh, rolling through some of our uh, position group previews, so we'll get to that in a minute. But I know you had sort of your your first live scrimmage, and I know it was one that was uh, close to the public, but I'm sure you've had a little bit of time at least to, to review it. I know it's hard to recap that kind of stuff, especially as a head coach, right after the game gets over. Uh, but now that you've had a couple days to break it down, watch it, meet with your guys and all that, what were your impressions, what were your takeaways from Saturday's action? So, I, you know, right off the field, I think I felt like uh, I was a little bit more, uh, you know, skewed to the offense. And I think in, in watching it, I think we felt that way. And, and as a head coach, you had a chance to look at that from two points of view. I think offensively, uh, we have, I think, more playmakers, and those playmakers had opportunities in space to make some people miss. Um, then as a head coach, I also look at it from a defensive perspective. We weren't making some tackles, but I think, um, you know, after reviewing the film, you know, that's continuing to sort our depth out um, is what's, what's really going on. I think our our frontline guys, our starting crew, um, probably felt really good about how they, they performed on both sides. Um, and as we're working through um, the depth chart, you know, in particular probably on defense, um, there's still some things that need to be sorted out. I know we have a bunch of guys that, have not played in games at will and, and, you know, figuring out whether a guy is game ready or not sometimes doesn't happen until you get them in a game and they figure it out. It isn't that complicated. So you take the good with the bad. It wasn't this complete. Um, oh, I think as a head coach, I've learned that if you walk off the field and figure it was an even match, then you have a good team. So I don't know. We're, we're working progress still, but it, uh, it was good to get out there and, and, you know, we're getting closer to game day, obviously, and we'll start uh, peeling it back a little bit, preparing for McNeese here this week. But I, I like where we're at. I just know we, we still need to really utilize these next uh, several days. Well, it's interesting, too, because I know that, uh, you know, offensively, especially this day and age with the tempo that people play and uh, the variety of different types of skill guys you can bring in, you guys are certainly going to rotate a lot you know, on offense, whether it's, a, you know, a running back or receiver or tight end. I know you've even mentioned that maybe there's an opportunity for more than just the five traditional offensive linemen to play. But it also seems, though, particularly with the style of defense you guys play, that you probably rotate a lot even more on that side of the ball, especially in the front seven without all the guys you're going to play up front on the defensive line. So do you feel like just because, you know, maybe there's more guys battling for more spots defensively that there's a little bit of a more of an opportunity on offense for those guys to have a little bit more solidarity, a little bit more continuity. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think, you know, that's Saturday was our, our first extended live work. We had put uh, tackling into, I think four preceding practices, but, you know, I think in this day and age, as little as you're allowed to tackle, that's a, that's a, that's a work in progress and you know a lot of those guys um that are fighting for those spots yeah i mean they're still fighting for a lot of offense i think we have you know uh, a situation at, at more of the spots where whether they're the guys that have been on the roster or some of the, the guys we've brought in they've they've been on a college football field maybe a little bit more than the collection on, on defense that we're counting on so you know it's it's just a point in time of where we are at um but i i think we're you know, defensively, you know, to your point, we're trying to play a lot of guys. Doesn't mean we have to play a lot of guys. You know, I think that's the that's the rub right now. Is you know, last year we played ten defensive linemen. Do we have ten 
that are going to be game worthy um, come come September third. I sure hope so. And and you know, will they have to work through some things in those first few games? Probably. Um, and I think the same can be said. You know, a little bit as we look up our backup linebackers, our backups in the secondary. It's it's you know just you know it's just a point of time where our guys are maturing and growing and. You know, uh, one scrimmage in the fall does not not write their story. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN Montana app. It's the Montana Football Hour here uh, on your Monday. We'll do this the first hour of each Monday's show. Also, tease for next week, the illustrious return of the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningwigs, 26th year veteran in the NFL. He'll join us to break down the National Football League the second hour of each Monday's show. Uh, here on Nuanas. Now, Brett Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, joining us live here on uh, the Montana Football Hour. And, Coach, uh, during our position group previews, we were just talking about the Bobcat wide receivers. I know there's been sort of a total overhaul uh, at that position group, but just judging by the, the very few highlight videos I did see from the scrimmage, looks like Cleavon Thomas is a guy that can really go up and get the ball. I really liked Ravy Alston of what I saw in him uh, during the spring. So just kind of break down that position group. A lot of new faces there, a couple returning guys. But what do you think of that spot? And how important is that, obviously, to what you guys do offensively? What impact can they make? No, it's real important. We got uh, we got big shoes to fill. Um, you know, Lance McCutcheon had an amazing year last year for us, and, and then you know Nate Stewart really came on on late, and, and you know we lost a lot of production those two. I think if you immediately look at what you return, I, you know, Willie Patterson was our second leading receiver last year. And, and what we need out of Willie is um, continue to show his versatility and, and playmaking ability. You know, we didn't ask him to, to make tons of plays last year, but when given an opportunity, he was capable. And, you know, Coy Steele is a guy that we will get back at some point, and, and Coy has been a really um, reliable player over time um you know so those are the two guys that return that have been on the field so obviously we you know we look to um infuse some talent both young and old and you know you know first the first two guys i'll talk about ravi alston uh, was with us in the spring um and played at st john's in, in a d3 school in minnesota and was a two-time all-american there and ravi did flash in the spring and continues to do so a big physical uh a body that, you know, I'm really excited to see what he's going to be able to do um, when the lights are on. And then Cleveland Thomas from Kentucky joined us um, in June, and he was right on the verge of, of breaking through in, in, in the SEC. And he, he had an ACL injury um, back in the, I suppose, been in the spring of 21, which, you know, he's, he's right on, you know, he's right on the verge of starting, and then that doesn't happen. And, and He's looking for a place just to shine, and you know we've loved his attitude since he's been here. Um, he immediately, you know, in, was ingrained in the team and the team concept. But he's a guy that can go out there and really make plays both inside and out. Um, Marquis Johnson is a younger transfer. Um, spent his first couple of years at Sacramento State. That you know is a smaller guy, but uh, can really move. And you know I think in uh, Cleveland Marquis and then Taco Dollar, our true freshman out of Billings. Um, you know, we have we have some guys we can really put in the slot and become matchup issues, whether we're throwing it to them or handing the ball to them. So we have a, a more diverse group, um, a deeper group. And, you know, I think we're Lance had so many catches last year, was our primary target. I think we can we can spread the ball around 
better and, and just attack defenses in a different way. And, you know, that's such an important element to what we're trying to do on offense. You know, we are trying to be balanced. We are trying to have um, many playmakers be involved. And I think we have the makings of that, more so at receiver than we did last year. Um, Aiden Garrigan, the guy that redshirted last year, I think that certainly has a chance. Christian and I, as a true freshman, has a chance. So, you know, way more guys, I'd say, say at this point in the mix than we felt like um, at any one point last year. Montana Football Hour presented in part by Stockman Bank here on Nuanas Now. And, Coach, the other spot I want to ask you about, obviously, you have Callahan O'Reilly coming back as a preseason All-Big Sky guy, a guy who's been a multi-year starter. I, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players in the Big Sky, but I think he has opportunity here to have a, a huge senior year. But the guys that are playing next to him, an inside linebacker, uh, probably guys that uh, other people maybe don't know as much about. Nolan Askelson joined us a couple weeks ago, and uh, obviously a guy we've covered since he was in high school there in Billings, and uh, one of our favorite guys, uh, great multi-sport athlete coming out of Billings and now back healthy, so hopefully he can contribute. But I want to ask you uh, about Danny Yu, Danny Ulula Kepa, who is uh, a guy who was a highly regarded recruit coming out of the Seattle area and uh, has sort of had to wait his turn. But I know he's got a lot of charisma. He was kind of your de facto sideline reporter during spring ball. Uh, but what do you think of him and, and maybe who else is kind of in the mix there at the uh, the inside linebacker spot? Yeah, Louis Lacapa. It's a hard name to come out. I know. I, I, I even wrote it out phonetically and everything, and I still couldn't get it. You're much better at this than me. No, I've had to say it a few more times, maybe. <laughs> and hopefully right. people, you know, Danny's had a really good fall. Um, you know, he missed the tail on the spring, but really felt like he made progress. Uh, you know, he was one of that group between him and Alex Johnson out of Helena. Um, those two in particular last year that were, they were on the outside looking in. They played some at times. Um, but, you know, once Nolan got hurt, um, we really rode, Troy uh, and Callahan most of the time. And, you know, my hope this year is, is we don't have to do that with just two guys. Um, you know, so I think, I think in, in Danny and Nolan and Cal, um, I think we feel like we have three starters for two spots. And then Alex Johnson, um, McCade O'Reilly from here in Bozeman and Jory Trote, Jory, Jory Trote from Bozeman also are in the mix. Um, you know, so whether we play three or feel comfortable playing four, that's still a you know one of those situations that's very much uh, up for grabs. I, I do feel like in Danny though, Danny playing that Mike position, allowing Cal to stay at the Will position where he played last year. Um, you know that has been a pleasant surprise this fall. You know he just didn't know exactly because Cal, Cal wasn't around um, from a practice perspective in the spring. You know how, what the best combination would be for us. So so right now it would be. Um, you know, Danny at Mike, Cal at Will, and then Nolan being able to play both spots. And that's kind of how we started last year, where Nolan was really almost a third starter behind Troy and Cal. And then, you know, his season was pretty short-lived. So you know, that's a group that uh, that has to lead us, that has to get us in the right checks, they have to make plays, um, you know, blitzing, side-to-side, -side, covering. We ask our linebackers to do a lot. and feel really good about that, that group we just talked about. Brent Vegan joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, and uh, we'll be doing this frequently throughout the uh, 2022 football season. But, Coach, we'll, we'll get you out of here on this because actually I saw this coming out of maybe some of the media stuff earlier today. But you mentioned Jory Choate as a guy that's battling for some playing time there and uh, a guy that was a, a great player in high school at Bozeman High School, obviously the son of former Montana State head coach 
Jeff Choate, and uh, seems like he's sort of carved out a niche and earned his way, and I know there was a big announcement about him today, at least big to him personally. So I tell people about that and just talk about the dynamic of, of coaching a kid who whose father was the previous head coach, but that kid's sticking around, sticking it out, and, and now here a senior for the Bobcats. Yeah, you know, um, from the time that I, I got the job, um, you know, as a parent, you know, Jory looked forward to, you know, the remaining part of his opportunity here, um, not only in school and football, but also, you know, he's a, a great outdoorsman. I think, um, you know, that, that piece, um, boy, if he could spend all the time in the woods fishing on, he would, he'd probably do that. But, you know, I, what I've appreciated about him, he's just put his head down and continue to work. And, you know, maybe he became his own man a little bit when, uh, when, when Jeff left. Um, but he also had been the coach's son. So to, um, to be brought up that way, I think obviously football has been uh, important in his life. And, you know, what I've seen is just a guy that hasn't rested on his laurels. You know, um, I, I think, you know, he's been, he's cracked the special teams a little bit. Um, he's been our backup long snapper. Um, you know, he was back and forth between the scout team and, you know, filling in in practice um, with the varsity, let's say, last year. Um, but just, you know, kept after it and, you know, in his last year, I think it became apparent that he's a guy that earned, um, you know, the opportunity to get on scholarship, and 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 he just continued to do all the things to to make that decision really easy. Um, you know, so how that'll play out on on Sundays or on Saturdays right now, I, it's hard to say. I know he'll be um, he'll be a guy that we're counting on in special teams, and whether you know he he figures in at on the defense or not, you know, he just time will tell. But he's positioned himself. Um, you know, have a very meaningful senior year and, and was real happy to, you know, reward him for all the work that he's put in. Coach, thanks so much. I know it's a busy time, and uh, we'll be over there sooner than later, but I really appreciate you taking some uh, some of your busy time here with us here on Nuanas Now. All right. Thanks a lot, Coulter. Go Cats. There you go. Montana State Head Football Coach Brent Vegan here uh, on ESPN Radio. This is the Montana Football Hour. It's presented in part by Stockman Bank. When you bank with Stockman, you receive personalized customer service and your phone call is answered by a live person. Their highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easy for you to transfer your accounts and by meeting your overall financial needs. Blending traditional Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology, Stockman Bank provides time-tested products and services from people who truly care about your financial success. More position group previews. Next, Andrew will shoot them off. We'll break them down. It's Nuanas Now. Montana Football Hour rolls on here on ESPN Radio. Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. Still have no idea how it happened that Modest Yahoo played at... It's not crazy that it happened in Missoula. Missoula has long had a great music scene, but he, it was at Karis Park, right in the middle of downtown. It was crazy. I couldn't believe that it was happening. Welcome back to Juana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and maybe even the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for being here on your Monday. The Montana Football Hour continues here to close out the uh, 4 o'clock hour. We are rolling through our position group previews, and this will continue throughout the rest of the week as well. Crazy, I think we're less than two weeks away from uh, 
the opening of college football around the state of Montana, the Big Sky Conference. Actually, the Frontier Conference opens in less than a week, Saturday, the first game uh, for Frontier Conference. Thursday, high school football opens up. Friday, a bunch of the AA opens up. But we'll have Bryce Carver, Hamilton High head coach, joining us on Thursday, just a few hours before his team kicks off their Class A title defense. Also, complete side note, but speaking of music, I uh, one of my best friends, his grandfather, uh, passed away, made it over to the other side, and uh, there's a little memorial for him this weekend. And uh, so we were talking about old school Missoula, and a couple of his uncles were telling some great stories. And somebody was telling me that there used to be this huge Aber Day celebration here in Missoula, typical uh, and very fitting given the forestry school here uh, at the University of Montana. And they mentioned that once upon a time that Fleetwood Mac played at the Aber Day celebration. And I couldn't believe that that could possibly be true. So I put it on Twitter to get some feedback. And it sounds like uh, the stories must have gotten a little bit mixed up. Fleetwood Mac did, in fact, come to Missoula back in the mid-'70s, played at the Adams Center. How crazy is that? There also, though, was very famous people uh, playing at the Aber Day celebration, namely the two that uh, Steve Gobb mentioned on Twitter, Hart and Jimmy Buffett. So pretty cool to have Hart, Jimmy Buffett, and Fleetwood Mac all here in Missoula. So even though you know all the new stuff in Missoula, the amphitheater and you know, the revamp Wilma, it's all great, but Missoula has had a great music scene since long before I was alive for better part of 50 years and uh, definitely one of the best parts about uh, living here in the Garden City. Only a couple of minutes left here on the Montana Football Hour. It's presented in part by the Advocates. The Advocates want to remind you that you deserve an Advocate. Any and all concerns you might have, the Advocates, no charge until they settle your case. You can always chat with an Advocate today at Montana advocates.com. Andrew, our producer in the back, has been throwing me positions, then we break them down for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. All right, give me one, because I know we're not going to be able to even get through one, but maybe it'll spill over into the uh, the next segment. So, or I guess the, the top of the fifth hour, five o'clock hour. So, what do you got? Defensive line. Okay, yeah, that's definitely going to spill over. Uh, so, we'll start at Montana, because I do think that Montana has uh, a great two-headed monster there on the interior Alex Gubner getting plenty of well-deserved headlines here this preseason. I still somehow think he's underrated because I do think that uh, from just a physical, both gifts and just honed strength and explosiveness, I think he's one of the most gifted guys in the country uh, as an interior defensive lineman. What he does in the Grizz scheme is very diverse. He has to be fit and be able to run, not just take up blocks, but he also needs to eat up space. But he also might have one of the better backups in the league as well because it is a true nose, so they can't really play next to each other, so they rotate a lot. But Eli Alford, who's also a senior, is a really good player. I mean, Eli Alford would start, I, I would say, for a, a slight, if not vast, majority of Big Sky Conference schools, and he would start at Montana if they had two defensive tackles, but they don't. But I think that's a, a great place, a t- uh, two-headed monster there. And those two guys, they rotate so efficiently that I actually couldn't even tell you who the third D tackle there is at Montana. I don't even know. If those guys stay healthy, I don't know if they need one because I think that they're so good at knowing when they need a blow. Hey, I'll go for three. You go for four. I'll go for two. You go for two. And they just rotate, rotate, rotate. So uh, a great linchpin for that defensive front. On the outside, uh, it's because they also rotate so much on the defensive line at Montana, I think it's even though they only have technically, quote-unquote, two starting defensive linemen, 
I think they're going to basically have four guys that are getting almost equal reps. And so from what I've seen so far during fall camp, those four guys include a pair of guys that are transfers, Garrett Husted, who comes to the University of Montana from Nebraska. This is his first year with the Grizz. Diari Todd, who is his, in his second year after transferring from Michigan State. When I was there on Thursday, that was the last time I was out at Grizz practice, those two guys were running with the ones. But, again, there's kind of co-starters, and I think four guys are going to get a ton of reps. So who's on the field for the very first play? I don't know. I mean, I don't really know if it matters because I think you're going to get about equal reps between Husted and Todd as well as Jacob McGowan, who is uh, who has slimmed up. And I, and sometimes you'd think, well, why does a, a young defensive lineman need to lose weight? Well, I think McGowan got too big during the extended offseason that preceded last year and lost some explosiveness. He's looking lean and mean. Governor lost weight, too. And, you know, if you lose weight to get to 285, then you're doing okay. <laughs> you, got a, you got enough mass. But McGowan, he looks explosive. And he, he always was long and intimidating. So we'll see if he can refine uh, the form that made him a really a breakout player uh, during his true freshman year in 2019. And then the, the last guy is a guy you're probably going to do a triple take if you're a Grizz fan because he's wearing number zero. And he's a guy that Bobby Houck was very high on when he came out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And he looked like he was going to be you know, have a chance to maybe someday be a contributor at linebacker, but then he just kept getting bigger. So they decided to put his hand on the ground, and now Kale Edwards is playing defensive end wearing number zero, but he's up to about 6'5", 250, and he looks really, really good. He's also really, really fast, faster and more athletic than his size would indicate or that you'd think out of a defensive end. But, but I think that he has a, a, a certain metal to him. So you got a couple guys with pedigrees that come from Power 5 schools. Then you got a guy in McGowan who Bobby Houck talked about as one of the top recruits in that class when he signed out of Cheney, Washington. And if you're a Grizz faithful, you've seen McGowan perform in games. He had a couple sacks during his true freshman year, so he's made plays in league games. Edwards is the one that's gotten a lot of hype in the offseason and had good performances during scrimmages and stuff, but he hasn't really played. So how does he make the rubber meet the road? But I think that's where you kind of start with the Grizz. So that's kind of like your top six. It's Governor and Alfred on the inside, McGowan, Kale Edwards, Garrett Husted, and uh, Diari Todd uh, there on the outside. And I think that's kind of like your your top six-man flight there uh, for the Grizz football team. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. This has been the Montana Football Hour. Thank you so much to the advocates. You can always call them 24-7-406-640. 4444. Thank you very much to Stockman Bank for their fierce support of both Montana and Montana State football across the state of Montana. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications for their continued support of all of our endeavors as we continue to broaden our multimedia enterprise, the Montana Football Hour. The first hour of Nuana is now here each Monday. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. We'll do maybe one more position group stuff because I'm having a fun time. Of course, we got to do the Bobcat defense in front and maybe we'll get to one more and we'll do some NFL Division by division, and Tucker Sargent, a man of many trades, wears many hats. He'll tell us about his trip across the pond to Ireland. All that in a jam-packed hour number two. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. 
and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 